welcome welcome back to kool-aid hangover this is claire just checking in to let you know what we're talking about today bailey and i divulge into relationships as it pertains to romantic and then platonic friendships between guys and girls our thoughts on those relationships based on what we've experienced individually and what we've been taught what we agree with and what we were taught and what we have changed in opinion um, you'll also learn some spicy details about relationships that are going on in our lives right now. That's super fun, but super glad to be back with you all. Sorry, it's been a minute, you know, life, but excited for you to hear about what we have to say and to join on the conversation. So please enjoy. Hello. Oh my gosh. Hi. Ooh, I don't like this reverb. I'm like I'm in the bathroom. Okay. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, there it is. There she be. Okay, I'm turning it down a smidge. What do we think? Yeah, it's good. I like it. Okay. Hello. We're back. And this is how we podcast. <laughs> uh, welcome to it. Bailey, how have you been? How's life? You know, um, very... I think it's going very well. Yeah. Um, I went into the office for the first time since... March of 2020. Damn. Yeah, it was really overwhelming, which I didn't think I was prepared for. Uh-huh. It was very overstimulating, and I really missed Nick, my yeah. dog. Um, but other than that, things are going well. I applied to nursing school, got my applications in. hey Yeah, so super exciting. Should hear back soon-ish. Yeah. Um, and then... Nothing really else. Yeah, nothing new to report. Not really. From, How about um, you? I'm seeing you yesterday. Oh, yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, so we haven't talked in a while in here and released anything to you all, but Bailey and I have been together a lot. We're just, you know, shite when it comes to <laughs> recording. <laughs> We've been doing stuff like kickball. Living life. Bachelor nights. Yeah. Kickball. Dating. 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 Yes. Our boyfriends get along. Happy they to do. report. Happy to report. Um... <laughs> You heard that right. I have a boyfriend. <laughs> woo woo. Yeah, that's new. That's pretty new. Um Yeah. That's a lot I think that's the only new thing I have to report other than like No, you literally. got a full time job. Oh yeah, I literally live at work. Full time employment. Full time employment. Benefits. I can, you know, get in a car crash <laughs> if I wanted to and be fine. I wouldn't. I'm not planning on it. Even still with benefits. So expensive. Still gonna cost you a lot of money. Yeah. Still, still a dumb move. But I could. <laughs> but I could. But you could. Which, like me being so accident prone, that was my biggest thing with wanting full time. You yeah. Know what I mean, is I want the ability to be a dumbass. Adulthood. Cheers, love. Oh, that sounded nice. It did sound nice. I hope it translated nice. <laughs> <laughs> sounded nice to me. Let us know in the comments below. Did that clink translate well? Do we need to do it again? <laughs> Would you prefer us to never do that again? <laughs> uh, all right, Bailey, what are we talking about today? What is the topic, a hot topic of conversation? The hot talk of today. Ooh, I don't know if I like that. I'm going to work on that. Um, the hot topic of today is whether or not Taylor Swift is going to be releasing Red... No, I'm kidding. Bailey cannot sleep at night. <laughs> I haven't slept. I haven't slept in 13 years. <laughs> Oh, gosh. Um, no. It's been 84 years. <laughs> Hi, I am the Titanic lady. Yep, you are Rose. But I thought that old lady threw it down into the ocean. Well, baby, I went down there and got it for you. Oh, you shouldn't have. What? Oops, I 
did it again to your heart. I know the song, but I didn't last. know the rest of the reference. Oh, seriously? Yeah. Man, maybe I should do that as for Halloween. What is it? Britney Spears. And oh, Oops, I did it again. Yeah, you should. I have hair extensions. I just don't have a red bodysuit. I feel like that would be hard to get. You should wear that, that red, um, like, overall thing that Bella was going to have me wear. Yeah, she's itty bitty tiny. If my ass can fit into it, so can yours. <laughs> <laughs> <I>, no. <laughs> That's not how that works. I think it is. Um, no, but Claire, today we are talking about... Um, not, not my ass? <laughs> not your ass. Also not Taylor Swift. Womp, womp. Um, but uh, relationships. Yeah, baby, relationships. We are getting into cupping season. And what's super cool is that we also want to delve not only into romantic relationships, but all sorts of relationships. Because yeah. I bet most of you heard, oh, relationship, I'm over the dating podcast. Believe yeah, yeah. me, I am too. Same. That's not what this is. No, but what is. what's so interesting is the dynamic of interpersonal relationships yeah. in all varying degrees. Familial relationships, friendships, yeah. acquaintance relationships, yeah. um, romantic relationships coworkers. for sure, coworkers, um, roommates roommates neighbors neighbors (laughs) bailey's neighbor yelled at me she did (laughs) she did so my neighbor's hosting what she is calling a stakeout which that should alarm everybody but it was real i got a call today at work she was in a panic and now we're we're like we're we're very neighborly um (laughs) i enjoy her a lot uh but she called me and she's like did you see anybody leave a note on my car and i was like oh um no um, I did no- see her car last night, and she was like, was it parked bad? I was like, I mean, it wasn't, like, the straightest job because it wasn't. So I wasn't going to lie to her. But, like, yeah. it also wasn't a big deal. And one of our neighbors left her, I would say, a pretty aggressive. It wasn't the kindest. No, like, it definitely could have been a, hey, please repark so that way I can park or whatever. I don't know. But it was. It was aggressive. It was just aggressive. And then she quoted, she, like, signed it, all your neighbors. And she was like, do you think I park bad? I was like, I mean, last night wasn't, like, your best job ever, but, like. I mean, also, yeah. we have neighbors that park far worse. What yeah. my theory is, is that um, we have a neighbor who has a, a vehicle very similar to hers, mm. and they park really poorly. So she probably, the, whoever it was, probably assumed it was the same person. That, yeah, that's what I think. But anyway, as I was talking to my neighbor uh, about this, <laughs> Claire Claire arrived, and she was, like, on, my neighbor was on guard, ready to pounce Staring at Claire. Staring at me. Absolutely hounding her down. And I was like, oh, hey, Claire. And then she backed up. She was like, oh, my God. Okay. Well, I was about to interview her. She's like interviewing her neighbors. <laughs> yeah. I stepped out of the car and I just received a, was it you? And I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> was what me? Hi, she, Bailey. And I was like, oh, this is my friend. She's like, oh, she doesn't live here. <laughs> anyway, so we squared that away. Got Claire inside and now we're here. Anyway, yeah. so we're talking but about relationships. relationships. Yeah. Not just romantic ones. Because yes, are we in romantic relationships? Yep. And will are a lot of you at some point in your life going to be? Yeah. But we encounter so many more relationships mm-hmm. besides romantic ones more often than not um so it's important to talk about them and like their dynamic mm-hmm. the boundaries that we've been taught that we have and hold yep. for ourselves um which i think are unique to every person so i think that's just what we want to get into is what how we perceive relationships our experiences with what we've been taught about how to approach relationships mm-hmm. um both romantic and not and just kind of yeah, our thoughts. Maybe some funny stories too. Yeah. Always. So Claire, tell let's start with um let's say no, let's start with the obvious. Okay. No, 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 no. I don't want to start there. Let's not do that. Let's not do too that. Too cliche. Too cliche. That would be too 
It's like the little hanging fruit. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, no, we're more we're more creative. Yeah. Than this. Okay, Claire, <laughs> tell me about your teachings as it pertained to opposite sex relationships. Yeah. And and possibly how you view them now, or like give three good like ideas that you have about those, or like kind of go from there. What do you think? Yeah. So just to reiterate the question, it's it's what I was taught by the church or the organizations from the church mm-hmm. about relationships with the opposite sex. Yeah. Yeah. So I the, didn't. So what's interesting is yes. that I was not even thinking church. I was thinking just life. Life because. It is still so ingrained in the society That's that we fair. grew up in. That's fair. But it's a very good clarification of, I do mean the church. Like, how... Because that's taught mm-hmm. excessively. Well, it's um, genuinely just a church culture. Like yeah. Like that Bible Belt culture. Yeah. You know what Totally. I mean? Because I've encountered and met many friends that are not from the Bible Belt that do not hold or have the same hesitations towards mm-hmm. friendships, the opposite sex that, like, I've had to work through because mm-hmm. they were raised very differently yeah so that's that's very interesting that you make that comment because that's not what I was thinking it it is what I was thinking I just did not phrase it that way because I felt as though it was understood yeah but I'm so glad you said but not by all not by all all, yeah which is fascinating (laughs) okay so without further ado yeah let's get into it so I think essentially one of the biggest misconceptions that I was taught and that I fully absorbed and lived by was very like not that it was in good nature but that very very strict boundaries were needed and necessary for relationships with opposite sex even if it was just friendship level Mm -hmm. which i do believe like for me as an emotional person it's important for me to have emotional boundaries with my guy friends i hate to cut you off again i'm so sorry no it's fine i actually don't hate to cut you off because i did cut you off so (laughs) i apologize for cutting you off and i'm going to do it it is okay what's this will be a very interesting conversation because of how um overly emotional not it's not an even and I don't mean that in a negative context you feel things very deeply all the time and yeah. I don't so it'll be very interesting times. to see how we I'm hyper emotional yeah like to a degree of I like I don't want to say supernatural because that sounds like I have superpowers which I don't but I am like very I would, aware no of all I would almost all times I would argue supernatural like I get what you're saying like it's just above even above exceeding of like Mm -hmm. emotional um connection understanding and like i don't i don't i'm just very no it's very i would say that's totally your superpower i'm just if i had a superpower it would be the ability to cry at any point (laughs) (laughs) at any moment instant tears yeah um but no i'm very aware of how i feel at all times Mm -hmm. and how others around me are feeling as well which i do my best not to project and assume that I'm correct. Like, I always ask clarifying mm-hmm. questions. But I'm usually right. Yeah. Like, I can usually sense how someone else feels. How long How long have you known that you are constantly attuned with your emotions? Um, That's a great question. That's a big side tangent. But it relates to the topic as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, But, no, I would say that putting, a, like, a, a label on it and being able to understand it's just that I'm hyper, like, sensitive and emotional I would say within the past two years, I've become aware of it. Like, I've always known that, like, I can sense how people feel and I'm very, like, emotionally aware. Mm -hmm. And, like, I've always known I have, like, a high emotional intelligence. But, like, I didn't ever put, like, those labels on it. So, for a while, I was just confused. I was so 
sad a lot of the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I couldn't identify, like, why I was feeling so deeply for someone Mm -hmm. or, like, so empathetic towards someone that, like, I don't really know them that well. And I just, like, I feel what they're feeling, though. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. So labeling it as um, just me being hyper-emotional and hyper-aware of others and very emotionally sensitive with past two years it's like when I put a label on it and have been able to like talk to my therapist whoever they are at the time in depth about it and try and like figure out boundaries for myself yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. so taking all of that into consideration my relationships now with people look different because I have to set hard boundaries because I care so much yeah you know mm-hmm. um and I will literally give my all to someone I, I will fall on several swords for someone who does not deserve it and that's not something that, like, is bad. Like, I think no. it's beautiful that mm-hmm. I have this capacity to love people and to want to, like, do everything in my power to help people. But, like, that comes to a disservice to me a lot. Like, that calls for more from me than it should. Right. And so, in recent years, like, I've been pretty good about, like, all right, it is okay to be selfish. It is okay to set boundaries and choose me over the needs of someone else. Do you view setting boundaries as selfish? I'm learning not to. Interesting. I, I know that it's not, but it's in my, like, in the back of my mind, it feels very selfish. Oh. I wonder if that has to go on. I have a follow-up question okay. to that later. Um, but in the past, when I didn't have this awareness that I am loving and caring people differently than what's normal. Mm-hmm. I didn't have those boundaries. And so I was literally, and not in like a negative sense, because the people in my life, I don't think were aware of it either. I was a doormat. Yeah. Like I let people walk all over me, take full advantage of me, get what mm. they needed from me. And I was willing to bend over backwards to provide like for whatever anyone needed. Yeah. To make them feel most loved and understood. Because that's like my biggest thing is I want people to feel seen heard understood accepted um fully known and like loved unconditionally right which like roots back to for me insecurities of like i there were like there were periods of my life where i i would say developmental periods of my life where i really lacked that i didn't receive unconditional love um and so because I didn't receive it. It's like, I never want anyone else to feel that way. Right. And so I'm going to act in accordance um, to always make sure people that are in my life feel that way. Like overcorrection. Exactly. That you can control. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I did not have healthy boundaries. And so when the message was taught to me, like from whoever it was, even if they weren't spiritual, if I heard like, you need to have hard boundaries with people, um specifically opposite sex of like you can't be alone with them Mm -hmm. you can't um have this like emotional connection to them at all I was confused by it because I wanted to provide that for everybody but I also wanted to be accepted myself right and so I was willing to do whatever it took to be accepted even if that meant um absorbing an idea that I didn't fully agree with oh okay you know yeah um, so that's a big one is emotional boundaries. So that unfortunately looked like a lot of my guy friends that I had in college. I only allowed them to know me to a certain point and I only allowed them to know me to a certain point, you know? And I think while that's healthy and good, I think it 
disservice the potential for like what those friendships could have been yeah you know what I mean not saying that like we needed to talk about my life's biggest traumas but there were certain conversations that weren't like super in depth that I wouldn't talk about because I didn't fully understand what too deep was Mm -hmm. you know what I mean yeah I think that's interesting because um there's like two sides that are very complicated in this of like you need to protect yourself and not just like be emotionally intimate with yeah that's something that I'm learning in um (laughs) sorry Liam's tail is in our microphone so sorry if you hear anything bizarre (laughs) Liam wants to say hello Liam is my sister's cat for all of you who don't know um he (laughs) has to be the center yeah he seriously is um so there's two sides right where like there is this um, or something that I'm learning in my relationship is that emotional intimacy is incredibly challenging yeah. and really hard and very um, hard in the sense of like vulnerability is truly terrifying. Oh, um, yep. And parts of me was like, I'm an open book. Anyone can know anything about me. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing like truly nothing that is off yeah. limits, but that is not true, which I did not know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh what's interesting is that like you're saying like oh these relationships could have looked different or whatever um I think that we allowed or it is taught that um the boundaries are the same for everybody and that's how a a healthy godly pure relationship has to be as if it checks the boxes of like what was taught and I don't necessarily think that like a church having a emotional ethics yeah is wrong yeah um and i don't i just think that it got taken too far absolutely i think just like i can't even think of examples because i've put them so far out of my head because i don't like believe them at all anymore and so i don't live by them so but like there were just certain things i i have one that i think is interesting what so um within the evangelical like testimonies are everything yeah um so a testimony is uh basically your story of how you came to become a believer or became into a relationship with Jesus. What's interesting is that we rehearsed our testimonies again and again mm-hmm. and again and again. And we had all these different ones to throw yeah. out at any time. One for sorority sisters, one for the coffee barista, one for um our friends' dads or whatever, you know, yeah. or parents or whatever. And what I think is interesting is that um, you go on a date with somebody or you're in an emotional setting with somebody and all of a sudden sharing your testimony is too emotionally connecting. Yeah. And that means like, yeah. oh, that means that you are investing into this person. Yeah. And that's so that was always really confusing for me where I was like, why is my testimony a emotional stumbling block yeah. for somebody else? Or why is me understanding them on this deeper level? Um and I re- and I want to relate it back almost to The Bachelor. Last night we were watching <laughs> The Bachelor, and this might be a spoiler. It's from episode two, yeah, <laughs> Michelle season. Gotcha. So if you haven't, like, I'm sorry. Um, but that guy Jamie, who uh. he got up, and I did not like his. I didn't like his edited clips. So yeah. that that's also important to note. Where he was like, "Oh, I I want her to be as into me as I am to her," which is totally fine. Like that that I didn't have a problem with. But she, he was like, "I'm gonna, um, you know, I don't really care about this date." Like. That's how he came off to me, and I just didn't like that. 
But then we heard his his backstory, which was very emotional and yeah. incredibly challenging to tell. And I'm not saying that, like, you should share that with, like, anybody. Yeah. But if you do feel that emotional connection to somebody and you also feel safe. Yeah. And you also feel like you're not doing it necessarily for acceptance, mm-hmm. but you're doing it for a deeper understanding. Yeah. For somebody to understand you better, like, that is a gift and something to protect. But it doesn't mean that it's wrong or that it's bad. Sure. Um, And... That is how I feel like with testimonies is like all of a sudden somebody's like interested in somebody and then but you can't know them mm-hmm. really at all. You have to know the very basic surface level yeah. at all times. Yeah. And only when you decide to get married. Mm-hmm. Do, do you get that privilege of knowing everything about them, which I do think that is that's tied into it. But you should know some things. Yeah. About a general friend. Like, yeah. And that's not bad. I know. There were a couple exceptions, I, sh- I should also point out, I have guy friends throughout my collegiate years um, where we had told each other our testimonies. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't, like, on that first date kind of basis of, like, there's a lot of emotional, right like, stake on the line. Like, I'm interested in you. It's like, no, like, I want to understand your life story. Mm-hmm. Which, like, that That was... would have been seen as bad, though. Exactly. Like, that's, like, a dirty, like, not dirty, that sounds bad, but, like, that's a behind-the-back, no-one-can-know-type mm-hmm. thing. Like, it can't be this, right? Like, it was, yeah. it, that had to be remained relatively secret and or confessed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Which, that's so bizarre. And for confession, that means that you go to another spiritual leader and confess your sin. Um, so when I say, like, that would have to be confessed, like, that would be admitting to that being sinful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, like, to a degree, like, with the guy friends that didn't know my full story, mm-hmm. like, there would be a slight conversation of, like, oh, like, you used to party really hard and, like, whatever. Like, there was an assumption based on the fact, like, oh, she was in XYZ sorority and mm-hmm. she was a part of, like, XYZ friend group. I know how that friend group runs, like is this the kind of person you used to be? Like, those kind of questions. And, like, it was in a very, like, I'm trying to, like, know you without, like, asking the questions we're not supposed to kind of way. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, like, I'm, my friends that were men knew my past, mm-hmm. but only to a certain degree. But the ones I'm speaking of that were exceptions, there's a couple times when, like, I met a guy that I was, like, we're clearly just friends. Mm-hmm. Like, that's clearly all this is ever going to be. Yes, I, like, want to emotionally protect myself or, as it was put, hashtag guard my heart. <laughs> um, and, like, I'm, I feel like I can still do that in a sense of sharing this story with him. And it was, like, reciprocated the same. And those friendships are, to this day, some of the most beautiful, mm. just genuine platonic male friendships I ever had because I feel like we did it well. Like, I genuinely heard this person's story and I treated it as I do my female friendships which is I just want to know you and like be known by you right you know what I mean and like it doesn't have to be this big like whoa I know her history you know like which it's not the most beautiful like I don't have like the best story (laughs) in the world I got baggage as everyone does um but getting to share that with someone like that's me right like that's what I've been through that's maybe the person that's sitting in front of you right like if I want a genuine friendship with you, genuine friendship includes honesty mm-hmm. and it cl- includes transparency to whatever degree each, both parties are comfortable. So, like, sharing that with someone and then reciprocating it is beautiful. And I, I dislike the fact that 
like I to a degree I understand why emotional boundaries are encouraged because being an emotional person but I dislike that it's you cannot have these conversations at all because I think it's limiting how beautiful female male friendships can be like those guys that do like we're not close anymore unfortunately which is kind of sad but like that's life that's Mm -hmm. growing up and life's just going in different directions but those friendships were some of the most encouraging friendships I had from men I just think like whenever I I was in the dating scene in college Mm -hmm. and like didn't have great experiences and needed advice like those were the most encouraging men in my life right you know what I mean like they gave me insight that I needed from the male perspective you know what I mean so it's just I feel like I didn't have that you didn't no so Claire and I are also different ages and our group was very like we do not talk about these things like we were very um we were a lot more legalistic than yeah because I remember coming back to campus and one of our friends was like no we like date now and I was like fantastic (laughs) um my my age group was just incredibly legalistic in the sense that like we we did not cross any boundaries that were placed for us yeah at any time which is really beautiful in its own regard like I have a lot of respect for for that mm-hmm. um what then that teaches though is um a lack of assurance of yourself sure confidence in yourself um while also gaining helpful t- like helpful insight as to like how you can also be better yeah um and what I wish would have happened rather than like this harping on boundaries um which still important but like teaching like what is what is emotional intelligence mm-hmm. what does it look like how do you grow in that but then also what i think would have been a huge change up is have teaching people to have immense amount of self-respect um because with self-respect comes boundaries oh absolutely and so instead and they just take a whole bunch of um insecure people and don't help them become secure yeah in themselves um because it all has to be like any any natural desire that you have cannot be explored it has to be shut down Mm. um any natural like tendency like i'm a very social person and that got called so many random things in college of like oh bailey's not what happened i got a whole other campus i got in trouble with because they thought that they thought I liked someone that I didn't. And they told him to stop talking to me entirely. Interesting. Entirely. And I was like, why? For what purpose? Uh, because they felt like he needed to guard my heart. Going back to your thing of like, he needed to protect me. And I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Because yeah. we literally, and again, legalistic. So yeah. like. We only talked about surface level things. We never got emotional. If and when we did, like a handful of times we did, I confess it because I felt so guilty for knowing that his high school girlfriend broke his heart or whatever. Like, that is not a big deal. Um, And we didn't even get into it that much because I don't want to, like, I didn't have emotional intimacy. But, like, just the fact that, like, other people could get out their checklist and be like, oh, 
these boxes weren't checked. Therefore, this has to be shut down. They yeah. didn't even know me. Yeah. Um, and it made the relationship super awkward. Sure. I think it's just unfortunate when it comes to the whole guard your heart approach. Mm-hmm. Like, while in nature, I think it's intended to be good. Like, I genuinely think that when both men or women say it, they intend, like, I want what's best for the other person. Totally, yeah. And I want them to not be misled by me by any approach. And I want to ensure that I'm treasuring this person and making them, like, I'm loving them to the best of my ability without misleading them. Like, right. I think that's the genuine heart behind it. And I love that. Like, I, I don't think you should ever be in a willy-nilly, like, oh, if they get misled, like, that's their fault. Like, no, you have responsibility in it, too. Mm-hmm. So, and it's, like, at its core, I think it is well-intended, but it just gets so lost in the details. It does, yeah. You know, like, I think your heart can really swell for someone's story. Mm-hmm. Like, someone can tell you these really big and heavy things, and your heart can swell for them, and you can feel for them, but that doesn't mean you're in love with them. No, not even Like, close. that doesn't mean, like, oh, no, we've crossed emotional boundaries. It's just, no, they're a person that's gone through <laughs> life experiences, and I'm feeling for them, and that's completely different than me falling in love with someone whenever they're telling me a hard story. Also, to that point exactly, yeah. what I interpreted so much of, like, how, because, I mean, we went to conferences on how to have male friends. Yep. How to have relationships with male friends. <laughs> that has not followed me well into adulthood at all. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah. Like, I look back on that, and I think it's absolutely hilarious and so ridiculous, but one thing that I and I can't remember if this was ever like explicitly said or if this was just like a ridiculous takeaway that I personally grabbed from it was that if I um shared something hard that that like made somebody have more compassion for me that made them swallow whatever and also I did not date in college like guys were not yeah, knocking on my door to date me. They're always wanting to date my friends, which is great. So happy for them. But um, I always thought that if you shared too much one time that and if the boys didn't already want to have sex with you, that they would want to have sex with you. I shouldn't have any sex. And I was terrified. I'm going to share this emotional part of myself and he's going to sex me. Yeah. <laughs> That's genuinely what I thought I thought that like which maybe made me self-conceited of like self-righteous of like yeah. oh I have the best story like they'll for sure when I have sex with me like what no I'd never yeah. I didn't kiss a boy in college I think I'd held one guy's hand in college I don't even think that, that happened yeah but I thought um I thought at any time if you were alone at all with a male of the opposite a male of the opposite sex, that doesn't make sense. If you person. were alone with a person of the opposite sex ever, yeah. all they were thinking about was having sex with you. Mm-hmm. And if you showed vulnerability that they perceived as vulnerability, they would have sex with you. Well, because that's something that's so like continuously told to us is guys only think about one thing. Sex. Which is so not true. Literally so not, true. not true. I mean, I'll be honest. I've met men... I think about sex more than they did. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I actually read, this is so funny. I read in, um, so as I stated previously, applying to nursing school, so I had to take a couple of prereqs. Yeah. And I was in this uh, biology class or anatomy class, I can't remember. But it was talking about age ranges, uh, like between male and female generally. Yeah. And sex drive. 
Okay. And the female sex drive is significantly higher than male sex drive. And I can't remember it now, but it's like um, mid-20s. So like not even mid-20s, early 20s. It's like starting at the age of like 21. So male sex drive begins like really early, like 14, 15. And then is continuously high and then like plateaus around like 17, 18, 19. And for girls, their sex drive really picks up in like 19, 20, 21. Facts. And then like keeps going until about 30s. And then in the <laughs> 30s, and it's just like this constant flip-flop until yeah. about the 60s. And then in your 60s, male and then female generally have the same, relatively same um, sex drive. So what's interesting is that I was taught at least women do not have any sex drive. And it's weird if you do. Yep. Um, which I, this is personal, I don't, and again, I said it on a previous podcast, I thought I was asexual because I literally could not relate to anything that anybody was talking yeah. about. Um, and we just never talked about it. And it was so hard on that men only have sex drives and that sure. they are to only have sex with women for their pleasure. Which how negative to hear that as a boy. How bizarre too, as I'm reading about science yeah. and science is like, <laughs> that's wrong. So discouraging. Yeah. Like to tell a man like all that you have the ability to think about is this it's, one thing. Yeah. And then like how shallow of and it's, it's you say this all the time like give yourself grace for what you know at the time. Give yourself mercy for yeah. what you know at the time. At the time I genuinely thought all men thought about or all men thought of women was the potential to have sex with them and yeah. how good it would be. Yeah. Yeah. It's just friends Love, which is also why I avoided friend friendships with men. I was like, I don't want to put them in that position to have to yeah say no. It's a fear tactic that was taught to us. To I wonder why prevent well to prevent us from having mm. those intimate relationships with men. Yeah, or guys or boys, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Um. But you said that you thought about sex more than men. Oh my gosh. Or like yeah. your guy friends. Yeah, your girl has a high sex drive. It's just it's been there, and I would say it probably like what you're saying in statistics. It started around. 1819 mm-hmm. you know um but yeah like it's it's so unfortunate that boys are taught you are the problem you know what i mean like when it comes to female male relationships like you are the problem and like perceiving like being perceived as the initiator when it comes to like that sexual side yeah you know what i mean like both parties have responsibility for having self-awareness and self-control of, like, mm-hmm. what they're bringing to the conversation. You can talk about hard and emotional and in-depth things with someone outside of a romantic setting, and it'd be super great, super encouraging, super beautiful. Like, whenever it's in a romantic setting with someone that you have interest in and you're building something with, so, so intense, yes. And it can be sexual. However, if it's not... It's very much so not. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, the conversations I have with my boyfriend versus the conversations that I have with, like, my male friends who just need advice and I'm sharing life experience that relates to that but is heavy and deep, very different. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I'm mm-hmm. I'm connecting with my boyfriend when I'm talking about these hard things. I'm, But I'm also connecting with my male friend, but very different. Right. Like, extremely different. And we're told it's the same. We were told it was the same. Yeah. And it's not. So as it pertains to friendships. Yeah. What kind of 
like are boundaries valid i think it's important to have boundaries yeah Mm -hmm. like i don't think they need to be as strict as what you and i were taught but i do think it's important to have boundaries out of respect for yourself and then if you're in a relationship also for that person yeah you know like i respect myself enough to know that i'm very emotional and when i talk about certain topics that are really like attached to my core and are super like still sensitive to me sensitive sensitive to me um i can't disclose that to many people Mm -hmm. because it's like something that either i'm still processing or is just like a big thing for me to talk about so with certain people like yes it's a limited conversation it's not something that i won't dive into at all but it's limited and that's a boundary for me of like I respect myself to know that if I talk too in depth about this with this person, it's an emotional connection for me, and that's not something I'm looking to build with this person. Right. You know, not that it's wrong to build emotional connections with friendships. But no, that's so interesting that it's the determination is building an emotional connection or like a bond of like having and going back to what you said previously of like if um because I agree I do think that boundaries are at play, but I think it does stem more from not just having boundaries because you were told so but having boundaries for self-respect yep and protecting yourself yeah and being selfish for yourself mm-hmm. and because nobody's going to care about yourself more than you care about yourself exactly. like on this planet at least yeah um and so um knowing that if this person were to reject what I say and walk out of my life right now, which is a negative thought to have towards somebody. Sure. But if you're able to say like, hey, I'm going to share this in like, um, in a friend setting and like if you were to reject it, how would I feel? And if you were to walk away, how would I feel? And I think that that can determine like if you were willing to go deeper. Like, is it likely that this person will reject it? Like, n- no. But what backs up that statement? Yeah. Um, And also like, if they were to leave because that's also very typical of friendships right like and and something that i did take away that i think would that was always really good was like um the likelihood of you marrying this person is very low so are you okay with like i don't know like are you okay with how your relationship is now if you were to be dating or if you were to be married like could your relationship look the same now because if it is then you're respecting both parties right Um, which I don't like love that analogy so much, but I do love like having that evaluate, like have, that's a very quick evaluation of like, if there was a significant other standing right here, listening to this conversation, would they be envious or would they be jealous or would they be hurt that like, yeah, I was sharing this. Um, and I don't know that that's like too far because you can still talk to somebody about your past hurts and mistakes or like dating issues that you're like asking for their advice and have your significant other Mm -hmm. right there and just Mm -hmm. be like, well, what are your thoughts, you know, and be detached, but like vulnerable enough or like present enough. Absolutely. Um, But I don't think it needs to go as far as like, well, in my experience, like this would hurt. Like we're very different emotionally. I think that like for you, I'm speaking out of speaking for you, but like our emotional boundaries are set very differently because I, I can handle a little bit more than you can because I'm not as attached to this person. Um, which has its pros and cons, but like it's so harped on that it has to be the same for everybody. There's a way to approach the conversation with male, female relationships regardless and not having your heart involved. Like I can share hard things to an extent. 
it just it's like I said it's circumstantial so first of all it's the self-respect of like I'm respecting myself and how I'm approaching this relationship and then the second layer now is I'm respecting my significant other in this setting like you were talking about like how would I react or respond if they were here um and acting in accordance with that because there's certain like conversations that like like you were saying earlier vulnerability is really fucking scary and yeah. really hard true but, vulnerability yeah and i think i don't think that anybody else can determine what's vulnerable for you as an exactly. individual i really exactly. don't yeah for me vulnerability is processing with someone like for me i like to present a complete thought so i've always called myself a slow processor yeah but really what it is and it's funny because me and my boyfriend were talking about this literally yesterday but i i'm a slow processor quote unquote but what it really is, is i've been taught like certain emotions are not accepted if they're not complete Interesting. you know and so like right. you yeah, don't yeah. express certain thoughts or certain emotions if it could be received negatively um like, you need to know exactly how you feel before you react or respond at all, which is probably in thought and in, in theory a good idea. Like, yeah, I want to have a fully processed thought, but with someone that, like, I am my most vulnerable, trying to be my most vulnerable self with, they deserve my fully unprocessed thought. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they don't deserve it, but, like, that's something that because I care deeply for this person, I want to share with them and they can help me process through it. Right. And if they are, are, a loving and accepting and understanding person they will see it and receive it as she's processing with me it's not this is entirely how she feels she can never back away from it it's like no this is a a like not a fully processed thought this is a reaction or a response to what just happened um and then that applies also to talking about traumas or experiences with friends or significant others um with certain friends that like similar to, like, you and I's relationship, I fully trust you. Totally. So, like, there are, like, really hard things, that, like, maybe I wouldn't talk to you with, say, the barista that I see every day, you know what I mean? But I've built a friendship with her. Totally. Um, there's not a barista in mind. But, like, there are ones I run into <laughs> consistently. And, like, we have conversations because I try and connect with everybody. But, like, there are things I would talk about with her that I'd obviously talk about with you, but things I talk about with you that I would never, ever mention to her. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it just totally. depends on the varied levels of respect when it comes to, or trust when it comes to friendship. And there are certain things that like are more special to and more intimate to talk about with a significant other. Like I'd still talk to like my closest friends, but it f- has a twinge of difference. Mm-hmm. Um, an example <laughs> recently i talked about my family dynamic with Whoa. the guy that i'm seeing i got i'm seeing my boyfriend sorry it's, it's fresh people okay <laughs> we're still fresh. celebrating we're still in the celebration phase <laughs> for the longest time that's what i referred to him as is the guy that i'm seeing he's now my boy a friend so we were talking about my family dynamic for like the genuine first time of like what it looks like and my family now we're in a healthy spot like we have great relationships, but there are hard boundaries based on, like, past experiences. Right. Like, based on things that we've all gone through together, um, things that we don't all see eye to eye on, and, like, just genuine traumas from childhood. And so there's hard things there, and it's a really sensitive and insecurity of mine to talk about. 
But when I'm talking to a friend about it, it's like, oh, like, you really know me. You see me. This is a hard thing I've gone through. But it doesn't have the potential to affect you at all. Right. But in terms of me dating this person, you're probably going to meet them at some point. Yeah. And you're probably going to see how I act a little bit different around them in certain moments. And that's terrifying to me because mm-hmm. I, I want you to understand me and understand why. And in order for that to happen, I got to talk to you about like what's going on. And like that's just insecurity of mine is being misunderstood or perceived to be something that I'm not based on what I've been through. Right. So hard conversation, not something like this is an example of like, this is a boundary that I have for myself is talking about certain things with people. That's one of them. You know what I mean? Like, right. and there are very, like that is unique to every individual. And I won't speak for anyone but myself because I'm this hyper sensitive person, but like emotional boundaries are my biggest thing. Like, yes, there are physical boundaries clearly to set with people. Totally. But the emotional ones I think are much more tricky Yeah, because it's like, do I talk about this or do I not? Right. You know? So when it comes comes to friendships, what is... It's not like for friendship relationships, our biggest thing. Yeah. Um, aside from the physical, like, pretty obvious. Don't yeah. Don't be making out with your pals. Your, your pals. Just your buds. Willy-nilly. Um, especially without consent. Don't do that. All about consent Don't in this household. Don't put your face on someone's face without their consent. No. Um, but... <laughs> Having having enough self-confidence, self-respect for yourself of knowing what is vulnerable for you. Yeah. Um, what it, and I think it's just varying degrees of, you know, trust and respect and valuing yourself that you then share with other people on a friendship level. Um, and for some people that will be very heavy for them um and for and and again it's just because everybody's different and so it cannot be you cannot have an expectation um outside of what you know that they can provide like oh they will support you they will love you they will um allow you to be yourself Mm -hmm. or they will allow you to process whatever you just told them without them taking it on too yeah um because i think that's important for friendships but I think that moving away from like the checklist of like you cannot talk about anything meaningful with a male counterpart in in the sense of like a hetero male and a hetero female as it pertains to the Bible Belt, whatever. Yeah. But I think that that can go for anybody that you could potentially be romantically involved with. I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense at all. I think now I'm thinking about it. It's just like this sounds crazy whenever you think about like we have been with people our entire life um and knowing if you're going to be respectful of somebody else and yourself should be the priority not yeah. like what boundaries you're crossing yeah actually i don't know that i mean that I mean, I think both can be true. I think being, setting boundaries is respectful. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. And respecting boundaries. But understanding the respect. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. So that's friendships, which is funny that we talked so much about friendships, but as it pertained to like 
what it could be dating wise. And I yeah. think that that's very interesting because yeah. that's a lot of what we were taught is that friendships will be dating. But um, a lot of what we were taught is that like, uh, or at least how I perceived it was that I will have no guy friends if and when mm. I get married. Not true. Not true. Well, I mean, I'm not married, so, like, I don't actually know. But <laughs> I have an extremely loving boyfriend. We've been dating for almost 11 months. We're coming up on a I love him so much. And yeah. what's so funny that he just thinks is so bizarre that I – that he just – he has to continuously affirm me in. But I have very close guy friends yeah. since moving out to Colorado. And I, lo- I, I love them. I love them so much. Yeah. Um, he knows how much I love them. I tell these guy friends that I love them in front of my boyfriend. Yeah. Shocking that nobody thinks I want to have sex with these other guys. Like, because there is an understanding of what love Because there is a very different. Yes. And it's so interesting. Like that would just never be tolerated. Yeah. Or it just be seen as like so disrespectful to my boyfriend. Yeah. But he is so um, like his number one thing is like being true to myself and um, respecting myself. And it's so funny that. And yes, I cultivated very, I think in my, I, I think to me, healthy relationships in the sense of, yeah, I was able to transition into a committed romantic relationship with somebody and my guy friend's relationship did not change yeah so that's something I'm very proud of too Mm -hmm. is that there wasn't this like oh no like what are they gonna think like is is my boyfriend gonna be okay with it like can I still Mm -hmm. go to like and I still go to dinner I went to dinner two days ago with one of these close guy friends and it was so great we got drinks we caught up like it was just so enjoyable and it was so fun to call my boyfriend after and tell him all about yeah. this like catch up, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, to me, that's something of like my boyfriend trusts me. He respects me because I trust and respect myself. Yeah. That's so he's like, Yeah. And so I, and like these guys, some of them I think will be in my wedding on my side. Like <laughs> they might be on his, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but they'll be uncles to my kids. Like they'll be in my wedding. Like, and if, a guy that I'm dating is not okay with that. Like that's an insecurity on their side sure. that like not my, not my fault necessarily. Yeah. Like there's like, I can evaluate where my, my play is. But if my current boyfriend is like, I love these relationships that you have with these guys, they love you. They respect you. Yeah. They want what's best for you. Yeah. Um, I don't see anything wrong with that for sure. I think it does depend on circumstances slightly. First of all, side note, completely love your boyfriend. I love I'm building a relationship with him. I think he's one of the kindest and most Aww. genuine people alive. I'm not going to say your name, but I love you. I'm I love cry. you. I love him um, so much. Uh, but then also, as it pertains to the relationships with male-female um, friendships, as it is perceived from a significant other, mm-hmm. it does kind of depend kind of it does depend on their dating history so if there is a history of unfaithfulness in someone's past as there is in mine um it it is specific like yes that is fully on me to be aware that i have trust in this person they've Mm -hmm. given me no reason not to trust them and vice versa and like the very level of trust like you're talking about with your boyfriend of like hey this is her friend and the love that she has from him and the love that she has for me. Very different playing totally fields. Different. And I am secure enough in my position with her to understand that I trust her. I trust this relationship. 
I'm going to act in accordance. You know what I mean? Right. Um, it's a difficult conversation. It isn't difficult. It's just a conversation to have if you are dating someone who has a history of dating someone that's unfaithful. That's true. Um, for me, that's something that's part of my past to date people that were not faithful. Um, unfortunate. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm okay. I know how to perceive relationships and trust people even in spite of that. But it's still a conversation to have, right. you know? Like, totally. I still have to, unfortunately, express to people like, hey, I love the heck out of you and I trust you. But it's like, it's an insecurity of mine that I'm working on. Do you think, um, and I don't know, and again, you're very, like... It's so the the first three months of of my boyfriend and I were dating were honestly so difficult because we were trying to figure all this out like yeah. just like at least at least and it wasn't difficult in like a bad way it was just like it was totally worth it and it wasn't like we never fought it was so great but it was a lot of these like oh I have to be aware of like not have to I get to be aware of this other person's like feelings and like yeah. what are they okay with what am I okay with like whatever mm-hmm. especially coming from someone who never dated um, something that uh that I'm curious about is that if um for you with your boyfriend if your boyfriend was close to a a girl or a couple girls or whatever and if they were always in the picture like before y'all were even dating because I know that y'all were friends for a while before y'all dated and maybe that is the case I don't actually know much about like his friend group other than a few of his roommates but um would do you think that that would make a difference if, like, prior to dating, you saw, like, close, like, best friends that he had with girls and, like, how he interacted with them? Do you think that that would change? Like, if – because, again, like, if I was just like, oh, hey, boyfriend, I'm going to go to dinner and a movie with this, like, random guy that I've never mentioned yeah. that he's never heard of, I yeah. feel like he would be like, um – Whoa. Like, okay. Yeah. And we've been dating for so long. Well, quote unquote, so long. We've been dating a hot man, and like, seriously, for a long time at this, to me, in my head. Yeah. Um, That I think that he would be like, I mean, okay, like, have fun. But I think that early on, if I just whipped out this guy, I think he'd be a little bit more on his heels of like, what are you doing? But because it was like this consistency of like, seeing this person, being around this person prior to us dating, that I think yeah. that that helped ease of like, no, this is like a best friend. I've also seen them interact before we started dating. Yeah. Um, do you think that that would help? So just, sorry, the question is, would me knowing them before help? Yeah, just what? like seeing their entire dynamic before, not entire dynamic, but a, a good glimpse of their dynamic prior yeah. to dating or like early on. Well, I guess y'all are still early on, but just like very early on like first few days of dating like who they talk about who they mention who they're hanging out with who they're spending their time with you also getting to see those interactions would that ease i think it would ease tension for sure and like or like insecurities within me Mm -hmm. but something that like i fully just ground myself in is i trust this person right he's not giving me any reason not to trust him so i'm gonna trust him until proven otherwise Mm -hmm. like his actions have been consistent Mm -hmm. the way he treats me the way he cares for me give me more than enough reason to trust him so i'm going to until he gives me reason otherwise which is like a leap of faith and me literally just like falling off of a cliff like all right please catch me like please like be worthy of my trust but i'm not gonna sit back and be like you have to earn it you know what I mean? Which I right. understand if that's someone else's approach. Everyone's approach to trust is different in accordance with what they've been through. Right. I'm not going to say you have to, like, 
fully invest and trust people the way that I do. I'm just a bleeding heart and I want to fully trust someone until they give them a reason not right. to. But that also comes from me trusting myself. Like I yeah. have, like I am a great judge of character. If I yeah, see someone totally. and believe they're worthy of my trust, I'm going to trust my judgment and I'm going to give that person my trust. Yeah, Even if I don't know these parties, like the, like the friends, like these other people that are involved, if it's female friendship and I haven't spent a whole lot of time with her, sure, an insecurity may be triggered within me, but I'm going to be able to reground myself saying, you know, this is not the person in the past that hurt me. Right. There were maybe not signs that I saw in the past with this other person that would have led me to believe. I may have ignored signs or whoever hurt me in mistakes. Whatever the case may have been, I trust this person. I'm going to trust them to be respectful of me when I'm not there. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, they Because don't. that other person, like in this scenario, your boyfriend with a girl, whatever, her actions you don't have to pass off on like trusting her necessarily right like whatever she does hopefully she's respectful hopefully she's has his best interests at heart and like she may not but i trust she may not but you have to trust his response exactly i trust his response 100 percent. right which is difficult that's a determining factor yeah Yeah. that's difficult it goes back to vulnerability that's being vulnerable that this person isn't going to betray you yeah and i think it's just very vital whether this is just romantic relationships or this is even friendships that are platonic have those hard conversations they're uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and it may feel like forced in moments but they're so important to have in order to best respect and make your friend feel valued and feel valued in return right like hey here are my wounds as it pertains to platonic friendship I've had friends that have behaved in this certain way and have made me feel this certain way based on those behaviors. Please don't do that. That's how it would make you feel. Or just communicate with me yep. how I can like grow as an individual to not feel that way when someone behaves this way. Right. Romantically, hey, here are my woundings from past relationships. These are things I've gone through. These are the um, walls that I run into because of those issues in the past. I want you to be aware of them. I am growing through them myself. This is this is the first relationship that I've been in, sidebar, since 2018. Whoop, whoop. Which is super exciting. But it's weird. Yeah. Like, I've grown to really love being an independent and single woman. Yeah. Which I can still be independent in a relationship. I know totally. that. But, like, hey, here's what I've gone through. This is what I have endured. Have patience with me. It's going to take me a minute to get into the groove of you and I. <laughs> totally. And, like, vice versa. Like, I, I want to hear all of that from whoever I'm engaging with. Friendship right. or romantic relationship. So, moving into romantic relationships. Yeah. Um, how do you make that change from, like, boundaries that you had? Uh, I guess so you can go from, like, meeting on an app to, like, dating or, like, my boyfriend and I met and pretty quickly started dating. So we didn't have like a lot of like transition. Yeah. But what does that look like? Um, so for those of you who don't know my situation, me and my boyfriend met initially on a dating app back in January. It's almost been a year. That's crazy. <laughs> um, and then it just like kind of transitioned over time into friendship. And so we were like friends for about eight months, which yeah. is bizarre. Um, and then started going on dates again in September. Um, but the transition from like, this is friendship to let's talk about harder things looked like 
me being okay with talking about things that are really close. It, it was scary. That's what it looks like. It's <laughs> petrifying of like, hey, I have talked to you about some of these things to a degree. Here's another layer of it mm. that's much closer to my heart. That's yeah. much closer to um, my deep feelers. Because I've always considered myself and prided myself, and I think I may have said this before, I'm being a vulnerable person, which I am. Like, I talk about hard things. I talk about my past experiences very flippantly, and I'm just like, throw it out there. Like, hey, by the way, blah, trauma. Which is like, that's just life. Everyone has trauma, and I don't have an issue talking about it. But the difference when it comes to the connection to my heart and how... I'm feeling about it that's much more vulnerable and I'm very particular about who I talk to that about Mm -hmm. so the transition from friendship to this is more than friendship involved hey I know I've mentioned this before I know this is something we've talked about before this is how it's affecting me this is how I'm day-to-day affected by it and I day-to-day struggle with it um and how it will affect you if things move forward or it could affect you yeah that's interesting for um, my boyfriend and I, I was very, uh, well, we both, we both were very um, self-assured, I guess. Like, yeah. we'd just been, I've been single for so long, um, so I take care of myself. And he says this all the time, is that he loves that I... Um, and self-sufficient so anything yeah. he does for me is spoiling or whatever yeah and he, he gets to do it like he doesn't have yeah. to do anything for me which i i really love that he understands that and whenever he like tries to do something for me and i'm like no like really don't um he's able to not have any pride in that and be mm-hmm. like okay yeah like i like i'm glad that you want to do this like i'm so like look at my independent woman or whatever yeah <laughs> anyway um but he uh he does have more of a dating past than I do and a lot more just experiences when it comes to relationships or, and we just have different life stories or whatever. And he, uh, it was very interesting because he, um, we were able to talk about everything from beliefs and money and family dynamics, not like fully kind of to what you were saying, just like very like, this is this is what we think. This is how we feel. This is yeah. how we've experienced. Um, but almost very transactionally of yeah. like, these are facts of my beliefs, facts of how I view money, facts of family dynamics. So those aren't very like hurtful, right? Like that's not a super, um, it feels vulnerable and it feels emotional and it feels connective. And it like kind of would if we'd like poke and prod around. But generally we just trusted the other one that if we asked a question or if we presented a topic that they would speak as much as they were willing to speak or like if we had a question about how it was like oh that's like interesting I never thought about it maybe this or whatever um but generally whatever was presented was like such a gift and we just like took it at that yeah we talked about so many different things even down to um desiring of like how many kids we'd ideally like to have and we weren't talking about like us as a couple we were talking about like us as individually which I think also helped a lot um, but there would be times that I'd like poke and prod at him, um, and him to me, but particularly me to him that he would just say, oh, that's, that's a black mark that you'll learn about yeah. later. And I loved how without saying, um, because I think that like, 
I had, <laughs> I say I didn't date. I had a boyfriend in college <laughs> um, for four weeks. Very short-lived. Yeah. Um, and I'd gone on a few dates in college, and I started going on dates out in Colorado. But before every single date I've ever gone on prior to my boyfriend, <laughs> I threw up. <laughs> I vomited before yeah. every single date. Not because of nerves. Yeah. Not because... I don't know what it was. I, I think that it was genuinely my body being like, you don't want to go. Yeah. Um, and not because I didn't think that these guys were great. Like they were awesome guys. They just were not for me. And I wish them all the best. I have nothing negative to say about them. But I remember um, I hadn't even held this guy's hand yet. We were full on boyfriend and girlfriend. And he sat me down. And he's like, I want to talk about our boundaries. And I was like, I love this. Like, yes, I need clear lines yeah. of like. I need clear rules, clear instructions, which is why I also love this. But I think I took it way too far. (laughs) And it was like crazy things of like, oh, um, and it wasn't like crazy. In my head now, I'm like, that was crazy. But um, it was both our feet had to be on the floor at all times. What? Both of our feet had to be on the floor at all times. I'd feel that immediately. (laughs) I don't know if that was. times I'm in a ball. Just, just casually sitting. Well, what? or maybe it was like one of us had to have both feet on the floor at all times. Like if we we're sitting on the couch, like my feet could be up, but his feet would have to be on the floor. We have couldn't you just never like... heard of straddling? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Here, we hadn't even held I'm hands confused. at this point. We were okay. dating and we had not even held hands. What? And he was like talking about these like very physical, like we had a curfew and if we yeah. broke it, we had to tell um people and then we had to push it back by an hour and i was like okay literally not worried about that not worried about that at all um but okay it was just like these things that just like were not organic to our own relationship it was just like hey this is these are um approved boundaries that everybody lives by and we need to do this and i'm like why I'm like, I've never even, I've never cuddled with a human. I don't know if I'm going to like it. <laughs> um, and I now, and now I know that I won't even get to try that with you. Great. I actually signed, like we, he wrote up. Shut a, up. He, he, <laughs> Shut up. No, he wrote a, um, a document. We both had to sign it of like an agreeance. What the fuck? Isn't really? that crazy? Yes. And, <laughs> and, um, I was like, yay. Now I can blame anything that I don't want to do like on these boundaries instead of just being like, that's just a boundary that I don't want to do. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was just so yeah. twisted. And anyway. Um, how, red flags galore, my love. There is a... So, actually going into that. <laughs> so, we had not talked really about anything. Like, and again, great guy. Sure. This is truly just a product of what sure. he was grown up in. Um, so, we're four weeks... We're two weeks into dating. Two weeks into being boyfriend and girlfriend. <laughs> oh! <laughs> tell them. We're two, weeks into, tell we're two them. weeks into being boyfriend and girlfriend. He's sitting across from me at a Torchy's Tacos. I wish I could make this up. And he says, I want to just do a check-in on our relationship. I'm like, that is so considerate. This, this is like my first boyfriend. And like, he just wants to make sure that I'm comfortable. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is great. And in my head, I'm sitting there shoveling. I mean, shoveling. Uh, queso into my mouth. That shit sounds so good right now. <laughs> I know, right? And he says, um, he's like, I just want to make sure. And I was like, yeah, I think I like him. That's what I was thinking. And he says, so it's April of your junior year. Things are going well. He's also a lot older than me, by the way, out of college. Ooh, an older man. And he says, <laughs> spicy. spicy. And he says, um, <laughs> he says, so things are going really well. If things are going this well, I'm going, I am going to propose to you <laughs> in December. 
What month was it? It was April. Okay. I'm going to propose to you in December. So that way, by the time you graduate, you can graduate, we can get married, and then move in together because your lease will be up. Two weeks into dating. Two weeks into dating. And how how long did you know each other prior to this? So we met in, uh, I think, November. Very end of November. Okay. Like, right after Thanksgiving break. And we met. Um, and then December, we'd gone on our first date. Um, and then I left for two weeks yeah. uh, on a mission trip out of the country. I had service. I told him that I didn't. Mm. So that was my first red flag. Um, where I was like, I don't think I like this guy, but I, like in my head, I talk, I convinced myself that I did. So that's on, like, that's sure, my fault. Sure. But, um, came back in January, saw each other again in February and then, um, had like gone on a date or two, uh, less than a handful of dates yeah. and then asked me to be his girlfriend. And I was like, yeah, sure. Even though I vomited before every <laughs> single date, mind you. Um, but again, great guy. And everybody pressured me into dating him. So I was yeah. like, oh, I'm crazy. Because he was a believer. Like, we went to the same church, whatever. That, like, that's what constituted it. Not that I actually, like, liked him. Yeah. Um, and he was great. And then the so two weeks into dating. So it was, like, mid-April at this point. And that's uh, a lot of pressure. A An enormous amount of pressure. Like, enormous amount of pressure. And what's worse, what is worse, is that's the moment. And he was just like, so that's what I'm going to do. And and to hear that it was based off of my lease, I was like, I it felt very like, contractional. Contractional, and I, mean, I was you still did living. Sign a contract with him, so I maybe did. It was within his boundaries. I was still living in my sorority house. I didn't even have a senior year home yet. Like I didn't know. Yeah. So I was like, we're playing off of hypotheticals of like something that makes it like yeah. likely, but like that's very hurtful. Like it felt hurtful. Like I was actually hurt by it. And anyway, that's when I was like, I have to break up with him. Yeah. Two weeks later, I break up with him, and I got a lot of flack for it. From? Um, few, like, leaders. Like, people that didn't understand leaders. the situation. Yeah, because I couldn't be honest with needed. it. Because, like, he is a believer and a good guy. Therefore, check. Yeah. The end. Yeah. And so now, and so going into with my current boyfriend, uh, who, <laughs> um, it, it was very different to be like oh here are facts about what we have desired in our life but like not promised and that's okay um how many kids we want what our ideal financial situation is before marriage what our view is on money of how we view it for spending and for saving and for investing like what does that look like look right now like and why do we think like that which i think is big um uh healthcare that's a big one yeah. of like what does that look like like what do we think that looks like for us individually what does that look like for potential children topics that are not sexy but are important to talk exactly. about exactly and I got a lot of flack for that for from some of my friends of like don't you think it's a little bit early I'm like no I'm not dating to get my ego boosted yeah dating is freaking hard it's honestly not that much fun it can be like you can meet a lot of people, but like mm-hmm. honestly, it's exhausting for me. I'd rather like go out with my friends or like yeah. have a great time by myself. Eh, that's not true. I don't like being by myself, but like to invest in somebody else and like um, it's draining. It's draining. It's, so draining. it's very hard. And yeah. I'm so like independent and so like honestly selfish. I'm realizing how selfish I am as a person, and I don't care. Like 
I do not, but at the time I didn't. And I'm like, no, no, no. Like if I'm serious about this person, I want to know because I need to know if I'm wasting my time or not. And again, I'm not mm-hmm. saying anything that I wouldn't say to a crowd of people. Yeah. I'm not saying that that has to be like the boundary that I'm setting. But at the same time, like it is a, hey, are you in or are you out? And like, I like, I hear what you're saying or like, I don't agree with what you're saying, but like, what does that mean? Or like, yeah. um, cause that was the other thing too that we discovered was that like, we didn't agree on every single thing and that's okay. Sure. But like, can we make it work to where we're not compromising one another Absolutely. and we're not like asking the other too much or whatever. Um, and it was so interesting for people to be like, well, that's early. And I'm like, I don't think it's early enough. Yeah, like I need to know. Um, and then after those first three months, then it was like pretty, Oh, then I going back where it was like, we got close enough to like being really deep, like a splinter, just like really in there. Yeah. Um, and I didn't have as much like relationship backstory. I was just like, I'm not signing a contract. Yeah. Like, will not be doing that. Um, yeah. And also, I'm not basing a potential engagement off of my lease. Yeah. Not doing that. Yeah. And he was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> but um, for him, he would be like, oh, here, here, here. Like, blah, 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 blah. That's And then we'd get to a section where I'd poke. And he's like, oh, black mark. And we just move on. It's not... It was really beautiful. I, I, I loved seeing that self-respect of him of like, that's yeah. mine. Like that, that's, that's for me. That's something that I feel is very valuable. And like, I respect your boyfriend a lot for is because I've both me and my boyfriend have had, cause so here's the thing, people, <laughs> me, my boyfriend and Bailey's boyfriend are all Enneagram boars. They're all hyper emotional. So emotional. We are all feelers out there. So all as Enneagram fours, we all feel this like deep sense of my connection to my story is a huge deal in me inviting you into the mm. space to share that with you. Me sharing this like big story with you is me being vulnerable with you and allowing you to have some sort of insight and some sort of say regarding the situation. Like I want your input and I want your perspective whenever I share this with you at some point. Therefore, I am reserved. My boyfriend is reserved, and I'm not going to assume, but I would probably be willing to bet your boyfriend has been reserved when it comes to certain stories of what he's gone through because they're, like, really big deals to us because we feel so deeply. So with, with specific things, my boyfriend and I have already been like, hey, like, we can talk about that further in the future. Kind of like what your boyfriend did with you with, like, hey, black point. We'll talk about it at some point. Yep. Not right now. Um, that's just out of self-respect for, like, I'm still figuring out where this is going and if this is something that, like, I want to share with you or I need to share with you. And that's something that my very loving and understanding and respectful boyfriend has done for me as well of, like, with the thing I said earlier, my family dynamic, like, that for me was super huge. I was like, hey, triggered. <laughs> let's talk about this later (laughs) i am physically inflamed i'm crying a lot right now internally externally i'm not well we can readdress this in the future but when it's the right person they will respect your boundaries and it helps that my boyfriend also has that empathetic underlying tone of like he also feels as deeply as I do. Totally. So he's like, yeah, 100%. There are things we haven't talked about yet that I'm not ready to talk about yet. So we will whenever it's time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, that's where I was going with that. So um, 
something that I think is very interesting, and I'm curious to know if this is what you're experiencing with your boyfriend now, um, that my boyfriend is experiencing is um, emotional vulnerability is a lot bigger deal than physical. So much Um, bigger. And he... It's so interesting to watch him. Like I resp- I'm I'm very excited about it too, but for me what's overwhelming is like the physical aspects. Like sure. even just like making out was Yeah. And like honestly for me it's still so overwhelming. Sure. Um just because I like him so much. I love him so much. And for him it's like the emotional comfort and safety is yeah. a really big deal for him that he's just like I didn't realize how, how big of a deal like this was. Mm-hmm. Like I did not realize and it's it's hard and it's it's challenging and it's really really beautiful but I think that it's cool for people that um didn't always I would say that like I I've just always been like very much rather be on the side of like cautious yeah like caution than anything else that I haven't really experienced anything like as a romantic partner in any regards like everything is very new but I'm going to be very slow and very cautious with it and for him like the physical came a lot more quickly sure and for us our physical (laughs) has been so slow like he's like you are and he'll be like you're in eighth grade now you're in ninth grade now like what yeah what is typical for that age range so it's very funny yeah um and emotionally um we've like Cross, like we've gotten into some like really deep things but for him he like for for what you were saying is like being able to express those things and share those things holds such a significant value to him that yeah. I just think is so beautiful and so sincere and so sweet um that for him that's extremely overwhelming yeah um and it's so funny for both of us to be like I'm like I'm overwhelmed physically and he's like I'm overwhelmed emotionally yeah and just being able to take care of each other in that it's something that's been super beautiful honestly like stepping into a relationship with someone again because I like I said I've been single since 2018 and I've spent these years growing to love me and know me and respect me and do its best for Claire like whatever that looks like Mm -hmm. um but there is this side of me that I didn't remember was there Mm. you know like, I am vulnerable, but it looks so much different now. Like, as I've grown to know my boyfriend, I've grown to know, holy shit, I am so guarded. Yeah. Because he, in his loving nature, expresses hard things and asks the most intentional and beautiful questions out of intention of knowing me mm. and, like, truly understanding how to show up best for me. Yeah. Which I think is beautiful. And I've found it difficult to answer those questions. And I'm like what i have not run into bound like blockades when it comes to answering questions regarding my heart like that's always so easy for me right but i'm learning like oh no i have like a lot of guards surrounding romantic relationships Mm. and it's been super encouraging and beautiful to meet this soft version of me again yeah who's like willing to be vulnerable eager to throw herself out there mm-hmm. with like no reason to trust someone but just being like yep they've shown consistency i'm a good judge of character i'm gonna trust yeah i'm gonna be vulnerable i'm gonna be feminine i'm gonna be soft i'm going to be <laughs> who i am and if they accept me beautiful if they don't that'll on hurt to the next but i'm okay on yep. to the next i didn't know that part of me still existed yeah. so there's an emotional twinge to that of like how sweet 
and how sad at the same time that she's been suppressed for so long because yeah. I'm protective over her. Right, like, I don't want to share that side of me with just anyone, but he is in more than deserving of her. Mm. So how beautiful to get to be like, hey, I'm emotionally guarded, but over time you were giving me so much reason to want to share this with you and right. so much reason to want to lay all my cards on the table for you to see. Mm. Which is just... <laughs> That's so sweet. I love that. But yeah. General gist, any other questions you have regarding all of it? I don't know. I don't think so. I think we you? covered a lot of ground. I know. Which I think was good. I think so too. We covered friendships. We covered romantic relationships. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Broaden. We talked about like male-female dynamic. Yeah, how they go into one another, our thought processes. Personal uh, experiences. I don't know. I'd be interested to hear from our audience of what y'all have experienced or um, any thoughts that you have around what we've said. Um, yeah. What's really cool about this podcast that I think we've mentioned before is that it's like a living, breathing like journal almost of like kind of yeah. what we're going through in the moment. So outside perspective or just like questions is really helpful for absolutely. I don't know. It's helping progress that. So um, we will end it there. Um, leave you hopefully wanting more. Absolutely. Um, I think we have more to talk about in that, but there's always more to talk about. I think it could also be a good idea. Um, when we say we want your input, we genuinely mean it. I want to know whoever you are, what you are thinking. If there are questions you have, please write them down and send them to us. However that looks like we could do a small, like mini sode regarding Q and a from your questions. That could be cool. That could be fun. Um, but they're like, there. <laughs> if you genuinely have questions, we will follow up with them. Yeah. We want to engage with you the best that we can. And so again, not experts. Not life experience. Not an My experiences and how I set boundaries and how Bailey experiences things and how Bailey sets boundaries looks completely different for her and me than it does for you. Right. Because we are all unique individuals that have unique experiences and therefore set boundaries uniquely. But if you have questions and want our input, hey oh, throw them at us. Definitely. Um, and with that, Claire, um, what is your what has been the song of, of the week for mm. you? Great question. Um, <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> back to that. Great question. Let's get back into it. I think that the obvious answer is Adele's new song, Easy on Me. Okay, I haven't cried to it yet. That's okay. I cried immediately. <laughs> <laughs> you cried for me. Nobody's like, it's so much. And it's good. And I yeah. understand the per, the, like, I'm like, oh, I can understand why this would be like, I think I was just expecting more. To, so did I cry to it from a perspective of I understood personally? No. When I cry to movies, which is literally <laughs> every movie that I ever watch, when I cry to songs, when I cry based on any experience that I hear or see... It's not always because I relate. It's because I see or hear or feel the emotion behind mm, it. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really relate to the song. I didn't feel anything of it of like, oh, yeah, like, been there, girl. It's like, no, like, I see how much emotion yeah. Adele has gone through and has put into this one song. Yeah. And so, yeah, I wept like a baby. And I think the rest of the album is going to wreck me entirely, especially knowing how she has wrote it not only based on her divorce, but also yeah. from the perspective for her son as an apology for a lot of it. Yeah. It's going to wreck me. And I don't relate because my parents are still married. <laughs> but I'm like, man, I can understand based on people that I've known 
how it feels to be a child of divorce. I understand that is very difficult. And now under like receiving a song of like, I'm sorry. Yeah. How this is going to affect you. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm going to cry for, for sure. For sure. I think another one is a score, which I'm a big score Ooh. gal. We've talked about it. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> but classical music is my like top genre always. It's just like kind of consistently what I listen to the most because mm-hmm. it allows me background noise for just my thought processing. Yeah. Um, But I've watched Little Women like three times in the Good past one. Good week. one. Mm-hmm. And Friedrich Dancing with Joe, I believe, or Dances with Joe is the title of it. It's my favorite score from that movie. And um, just beautiful. Beautiful. I love that. What is yours? Um, so I have two as well this week. So I am going to a Coin concert. Hell yeah. What? You know Coin? Okay, love great. them. Awesome. Did I get the extra ticket for you? I don't know. Okay. So I'm Maybe. going with a friend. I and he know. was like, he was like, hey, just a reminder, because I think you forgot we have a concert. And I was like, ah, oh, baller. And I'm like, who are we going with? He's like, well, we have four tickets. I'm like, great. Who are we going with? So it's like him, me, and then we have two more tickets. And he goes, I don't know. You bought them. And I was like, what? I bought them? And I was like, <laughs> oh, I don't remember. I don't recall us ever talking about that, but I'd gladly buy one off you and go. Okay, great. I think it's 35 bucks. Sick. You want it? Yeah. Okay. It's not this coming Monday. It's a following Monday. Okay, Great. great. Fantastic. Oh my god, coin, love them. Great, so you're going to coin. Valley is opening for them. Do you know who Valley Shut is? Shut the f- <laughs> Great, I'm glad you're here. I seriously want to Well, because I know one was for my friend who moved away. Okay. Who loved Valley. Yeah. So what is happening? I don't know. So Crazy. anyway, okay, so you have it. <laughs> That's okay. Um and I think my boyfriend's coming with my other friend, uh, who also went to OU. We'll talk about that later. Okay. Anyway. Great. Um, but it's two Valley songs that I can't stop listening to. And there's, uh, it's a song, There's Still a Light in the House. Mm, and yeah. then, um, like, 1999. Oh. It talks about friends. Those are both so good. Aren't they good? And I just, so I made, um, I, I don't really listen to Coin. I really got these tickets for Valley. Okay, Coin. Valley great. opened so for great. the band Camino in yeah. 2019. All three bands, similar vibe. Very similar vibe. Uh, this past weekend um the band Camino opened for Dan and Shay weird vibes yeah like that's but everybody said it was great but I'm just like "Ah, that's bizarre but I but at the valley and the 1989 what 1989 that would be a great show 1989 (laughs) that's Taylor Swift I was thinking of the 1975 let me get my thoughts straight you were good so the band Camino, uh, Valley opened for the band Camino. I didn't know who Valley was until I saw the band Camino. Okay, the band Camino, pretty small band. Check them out if you haven't. Um, but Valley, obviously even smaller if they're opening for a small band. Yeah. Um, I went and saw them in Gothic, at the Gothic Theater. Okay, Have you sure. been there? I haven't, but I've heard of it. Singlewood. A beautiful theater to see a yeah. concert at, uh, especially a band like that. And when I say, I would have to guess 50% of the people there were for the opener, Valley, and the other 50% were there for the band Camino, made for the most fun concert I think I've ever been That's to. Awesome. Like, it was just a blast. Everybody wanted to be there. Um, the or the band Valley also has, and the band, so the band Camino, that's their name, the band Camino, not yeah. Camino. It's not, yeah, their name is the band The band Camino. is named the band Camino. Yeah. And Valley opened for them. Valley has a song named Bailey. 
Oh, great song. It's yeah. I mean, like, it's not great. It's not, like, it's not about it's me. Not but like, I love that my name is in a song. Bailey, you are funny. I yeah. <laughs> Just so you know. Um. Anyway, so I thought that that was really cool. So I really like them for that. But then I got into Valley, and my fr- so my friend that we went to the band Camino, we saw Valley, and he was like, "Oh my gosh, I love Valley." And then now Valley's with Coin, very similar vibes, and I think it'll be just like a really fun night. It's Monday night, Absolutely. so it'll be super fun. Anyway, so I made a playlist because I don't really listen to Coin, so I found their guest set list from like prior shows that they like their set list from prior shows made a spotify playlist i'm just going through it. it's gonna be a fun show yeah. i'm very excited but those two songs from valley keep like sticking out that i'm like oh i yeah. can't wait to hear these I hope my they play them. favorite song by um coin is you have you heard of that one yet um let me see if do you want me to tell you if they're playing it or not i feel like they're not if they're not that's totally fine. oh they are with three u's <sighs> yeah Oh, okay, great. It's so good. I'll give an intentional listen to that one. Give it an intentional listen with me in mind. <laughs> I will. I also love Crash My Car. Oh, yeah. I really like that song. Wait, it's so fun. I know. Great great choices. Thank you. Great choices for you as well. I love that you love a good score. You know, I just, yeah. Oh, actually, I also, I found this band. It was a, it was a Instagram ad, I think. Okay. Maybe a TikTok ad. The 502s. I don't think I know them. Okay, groovy band okay groovy band and they have this song just a little while let me i don't know if this is going to be copyright i don't own the the i don't own any of this <laughs> but i really like the song a lot but it gets into this like that's so fun isn't that nice yeah anyway so dancing like ballroom dancing not ballroom dancing like swing dancing swing dancing it's the horns for me yeah i i am a sucker for loud big horns <laughs> love them uh well great well great love those options for you well cool love this conversation today loved it i love you love you too i'll see you this weekend yeah okay love until next weekend. time oh my gosh halloween halloween <gasps> oh wait what are you being for halloween okay so i don't have the costume <laughs> we'll yet so do not hold me to this because I may be changing it depending on what I can find. Nick, I have a hot dog costume for him. Nick is my dog. And so he's going to dress up as a hot dog. And then my boyfriend and I are going to go as ketchup and mustard. If I can find the, like, we could get the, like, put, I don't know. The other thing is that I might make us dress up as hot dogs to be a couple of dogs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We shall see. Uh, what about you? Which, if you can't, like I told you last night, I do have a hamburger costume that you can use. So you can <laughs> no, just go as meats. Of sorts. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, I am going as Haley Bieber and my boyfriend is going as Justin. Which is so funny. It's going to be super cute. We also have an idea, which I don't know if it's going to come to fruition based on <laughs> we haven't been able to find his part of the costume very easily. But the idea is to be Timothy Chalamet and Pete Davidson from the SNL skit, the Yeet skirt. That's so funny. That is so funny. Yeah. So if that comes to fruition, great. If not, Ugh. we'll be Haley and Justin, and it'll be great as well. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Well, Good. we hope you all have a very safe and fun Halloween weekend. Yes. Happy Halloween. May you have all the spoopy memories. Also, I hope that this this podcast won't come out before Halloween. No, so so um, I hope you had a great like, Halloween. Hope you had a great Halloween. <laughs> hope you were safe. Ooh. Um, love you all. Thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, until next time. All right, bye.